I'm back. I'm Kalen Angloss. You guys know that. This is the KFIT Show. We're all about optimizing performance in sport and health. And I appreciate you guys listening in and tuning in every week. This week, we have a guest on the show, Mateus Mistura. He is a nutritionist from Brazil, fresh off being uh, named a Master of Science in Kinesiology. His research is involved all in uh, vegetable consumption, vegetable consumption on university campuses and in young adults. We're going to dive into that, talk about what he did, how he did it, and what he found. A little bit of a disclaimer here. We did this episode on on campus, on site at the University of Victoria, and the audio is not quite apt to snuff, but he got a lot of good information on there. I didn't want to redo the whole podcast. So uh, bear with the audio. There's a lot of good information throughout there. We talk about, you know, vegetable consumption, what you can do to get people to eat more vegetables, you know, for for that. And also uh, performance-wise, how we can how we can improve our performance through that. And we talk also about, you know, what's the difference between if you steam vegetables, if you eat them raw. And then I also throw in a little bit of question at the end about the keto diet and what his general thoughts are on that so stay tuned and listen in for that and again i do apologize for let's just be honest the lackluster audio quality but i did my best to kind of pick that up a little bit and hopefully it's all right all right guys thanks for tuning in this is the episode of the kfit show with my good friend mateus mistura Three, two, one. Welcome back to the K-Fit Show. I am on location at the Physiology Lab at the University of Victoria with the newest Master of Science in Kinesiology, <laughs> Mateus Mistura. How does that sound? That sounds amazing. Sounds that sounds good, great. Right? Yeah, finally. Finally. After two and a half years. Two and a half years. Feels good. Feels good. Uh, I remember the first time I saw my name with the MSC behind it. It was actually on the Ubic website. And I was like, oh shit, I did that. That's Have you written your name yet with the MSC? Yeah, I, I did. So I changed my own mail signature. Yeah, so, did. So I, yeah, I did. did. Yeah, That's why did. I did this. That's know, right. Just for the title. <laughs> well, we appreciate you uh, coming on and being on the show again, returning uh, guest, another returning yes. guest on the show here. So we do appreciate it, especially since you are, you have what, mm, about 13 hours, 14, 13, hours, 14 left hours left here in Victoria? Canada. In, in Canada. Canada. Yes. yes. Well, yeah, because you're flying back to I Brazil. I fly back to Brazil and then. Back to Canada. That's right. So you fly back to Brazil for the Christmas holidays, yes, and then to Ottawa for the next adventure and the next, the next adventure, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. No, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, now let's talk a little bit first about Brazil. You're going back to Brazil here, yes. here tonight. Twenty-four hour flight. Twenty-five. Twenty-four. Well, Twenty-five. Total travel. It depends. I just got a weather alert from Atlanta that might change the, the flights and stuff. Oh, so really? who knows? But it's supposed to be 26 hours, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, here in Victoria, it's starting to get a little chilly. And to scrape yeah. some scrape some ice off my, my car here this morning. <laughs> Brazil, it's warm, obviously. It's summer, yeah. right? Yeah, my, my parents, they, they said that it's it's a little bit colder, like 26 degrees. Oh, only 26. <laughs> yeah, so oh, it's getting cold. That, oh, that must suck. For summer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. That's totally, <laughs> yeah. Going. We're sitting around like six degrees. Six in degrees, Victoria, yeah. Something like that. Something so. like that. And you said you were saying that Christmas is like a big deal in Brazil. It's a big deal. It's like for at least two weeks, all the restaurants and things are closed. 
and people just go to the beach or mountains to just to enjoy the holidays. Yeah, what, what the mountains for not snowboarding, obviously. Not snowboarding. No, no, it's just like it's just mountains. Just know? mountains, just, just to go hike or whatever. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Did you go? Did you get up the mountains here, like Mount Washington or anything like that? No, I went to Whistler. You went to Whistler. Whistler, Whistler yeah, yeah, it's even better. That's even better. That's funny. Did you try snowboarding? Or skiing? I, I didn't. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's not something that a Brazilian is. <laughs> we didn't grow up doing that, so it's like I don't know. I, I like my art, so I don't want to break it. Yeah, yeah fair, fair. <laughs> you were in Victoria for three years total. Almost three years. Almost yeah, three I got years. here September 2015. So okay, yeah, just two years. Okay. What was your what? What, what are you gonna miss the most from Victoria? Oh, the weather, the nature, the nature, the yeah. people here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what everybody says. It's just it, it's gonna be hard to live here. Yeah. I mean, just playing when I'm coming back already. You yeah, know. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, we'll welcome you with open arms for sure. What was your favorite thing? Favorite thing you did in Victoria? Oh, I, I love Hadley Castle. Hadley Castle. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. And and if you go to to Botanical Beach and yes. and those. Places, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, so many nice locations, so and of course, Binford Burger Lounge. Binford Burger, yeah. <laughs> that's the favorite. That's what I'm gonna miss. Shout out to Binford Burger, yeah. <laughs> guys. You know what? To, how to do a burger? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of the dirty there. Let's get into a little bit about your research because, uh, like I said, you just finished your Master's of Science in yeah. Kinesiology. You're a nutritionist back from from Brazil, so your research here in Victoria at UBIC was based around, and you can kind of fill me in on this, using or looking at um, vegetable consumption in the cafeterias on campus. Is that correct? That's it. That's it. So what we try to do is we try to increase the purchase of vegetables okay. in young adults, like first-year students at the cafeteria here at UVic. But we use a different approach than like just giving a discount, for example. Right. We use an approach called Nudge. Nudge, okay, yeah. what's a nudge? Explain what that is. Nudge, it's pretty much how the, we have this thing called choice architecture. So choice architecture is how you manipulate the environment, the microenvironment where this person is doing the choice. Okay. And you're going to manipulate this choice, uh, this environment to make this person buy something that you want. Give them a little nudge. Give them a little nudge. A little nudge to buy. Incentive, that's not incentive, but maybe a little bit of a hint to maybe a get hint. more. Okay, that's but, a perfect. That's so what was your what was your nudge? Like what was it that you did? So before we doing the actual research, we did some uh, survey with the students and we talked to the cafeteria guys to see okay what what drives people's choice here, mm. what what's important here for vegetables specifically. For vegetables specifically, yeah. So we saw that. We thought that would be cost because cost it's usually what uh, drives, especially what drives students, choice, yeah. especially students that they are on a budget. But for us here, it was freshness of vegetables. That's what they said. That's what they said. Yeah, really. So that was the main reason why they're gonna purchase a vegetable. And if you go to any hot table, you're gonna see that they only have cooked vegetables. Right. And steamed when, or whatever. Yeah, steamed. So when you look at those, they're not very appealing, you yes. know, because they. They can cook. They start losing the color. Yes. So what we did, we just increased the variety, and we had a choice of uh, crudités, so broccoli, okay. cauliflower, uh, carrots. In the cafeteria. In the cafeteria. So you're in the hot table. Yeah. Hot. So still steamed. It's the, yeah. It's not steamed because it was on this cold area. Okay. At the buffet, but it's uh, we had another choice. Okay. So you added these vegetables. Yeah. So another choice of vegetables for them to, for them to take. Fresher, mm -hmm. maybe more more appealing to the eye. 
Uh, and then, did, was there something involved in posters too? Was and then we had, we had a poster. So that's on nudging. We have uh, different categories of nudging. Okay. Uh, for example, you add in a vegetable, that's considering a priming because you're not you're not saying anything. You're just putting something there. Right. That you're gonna increase like their attention for that new thing. Okay. And you're gonna uh, implicitly you're gonna create this wheel of having vegetables on the students. Okay. And then we have the poster that that's more visual. Yes. So it's called salience. Okay. So, so what was the picture? What was the poster? What was on it? So it was like a happy, just a happy broccoli. A happy broccoli. Uh, get oh, really? your veggies here. That, that was it. Like okay. sunglasses, so rad. You know? So rad. So rad. <laughs> rad broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> and then get your vegetables here. Two dollars. Okay. And, and, and it was like that. And that's the deal with nudging. It has to be easy to apply. Yes. Uh, you, you can't be mandatory or you can't like forbid any option because if you're forbidding, like, okay, I'm doing, I'm putting the extra vegetables, but I'm gonna take French fries off. Right. So Limited that's like. Choice. It's the only choice, pretty much. Right. And so that's not an urge. So to be considered an urge, it has to be easy to avoid. Let's say if they don't want to choose that, they don't need to. Right. They okay. have other options. Okay. And obviously not influenced by any other factors, right? Other yeah. than the, other than the nudge. Yeah. Uh, but what happened in, in a real world setting? It's that you have like natural nudgings occurring. Yes. You know? Sure. So we had to compete with those other nudging. Like what? Explain that. Like, like let's say position on the on the hot on the hot table. Okay. So we know that when a, the three first foods on, on a buffet, mm -hmm. it's more likely to be chosen. It's like you're gonna compose your your plate in six five percent of the three first foods on a buffet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like from the left, first three type thing. Yeah. First three Pro closest first, to you. Okay. Yeah. Last. And what happened in our study? We couldn't place the the fresh vegetables in the first place. They were less on the table. Ah, interesting. So that probably had some influence on, on the choice. Yes. And we also had this inter-site competition because cafeteria here at UVic, you have a grill, the hot table, salad bar, right. and then you have sandwiches. So right. And you were on the hot bar with the just a hot bar. Right. So we don't know if like okay, they saw the fresh veggies, but they have a, a, a salad, salad bar. So, so you, maybe right. So you didn't look at that. You just looked at. Your vegetables. Yes. So yes. Okay. And that's something that we didn't had, uh, we didn't have control. Interesting. And might have affected the results of our our research. Sure. Do you know what the research is on nudging itself? Like, is 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 there evidence to support nudging to to influence somebody's decision? Yes, there is. There is because people they are biased on their daily decisions. We have mm -hmm. this dual process theory that was created by Kahneman, and he won a Nobel Prize because of this uh, this work. Wow. And it's pretty much, um, we have two ways of doing a decision. We have the system one and the system system two. So one is fast and the other one is slow. So the fast one is where you're triggered by these environmental cues. Okay. So it's pretty much, it's 80, 90% of our uh, decisions daily. It's just on a fast, fast paced environment. Sure, so sure. we don't have, we, we don't have this ability to stop and weigh down the options to see which one is more uh, important for you are valuable. So of most yeah. of our decisions on the day it's based on this uh, fast way of thinking. Yes. And then we have this low one that, for example, if you have to solve a, a math problem, you have to think more. Right. And then you're going to use system two. Yes. Right. And, and in a you know university campus cafeteria, I would imagine that the fast choice is pretty predominant. Yeah. Right. They have like, what thirty seconds to make a choice. Yeah. And usually they're hungry and they want something now. Yeah. 
and they're stressed students, so maybe they won't go for the vegetables like Brian go for the pizza. Yeah, especially that. like during the finals, like now. Yes, yeah. People just want comfort food. Yeah, I think there's people writing exams right now. Yeah, just let's make some noise. Yeah. Suckers, suckers, <laughs> suckers. suckers. <laughs> now, um, in terms of the actual vegetables, was there was there anything that went into the vegetables you chose, or you just chose any any vegetables, or was there something on the survey that you looked at to see like what people's favorite vegetables were, or anything so, like that? Uh, that's another deal when we are doing real-world research. We have to adapt everything to what staff manager said. Oh, yes, of course. So these crudites, they were like the cheapest option okay. to add on the buffet. Okay. I tried to change for like bell pepper and stuff like that, like different vegetables. Sure. They said, no, that's too expensive. Right. We can't do that. So that's unfortunate because cost it was uh, something that Keeps like on our way to, to do different things. You know? Sure. Now you said that you also were talking to just first year students. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so we did a research at the Kentboro Commons building. Okay. So that's close to the clusters at UVic, and it's pretty much by first year students. Okay. Uh, but we look at young adults, so from 18 to 35 years old. Okay. So that was our our sample. Okay. So you had these vegetables on the hot plate. They were at the end of the table. You were what? Were you in like a seat in the corner, keeping an eye on what was going that's on? That's it. That's it. And they didn't know and you just were just counting. How, they they knew I was there. Oh, they knew you were yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, we tried to do different. They, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we tried to do different like measurements. Uh, things, but it didn't work. Did they know you were watching them? Like, did they know what you were watching? Yeah. Uh, for the first weeks, they were like a little bit, let's say, afraid. Okay. Like, okay, what this guy is doing? Mm, what's but that after, crazy guy in this, with the sunglasses yeah. doing the corner? Yeah, just black suit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but after a time, it was like they just got curious and they asked, "Hey, buddy, what what you're doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you watching me? <laughs> what's what's going on?" Yeah, and I had to explain to them. Okay. What, what was my okay? So they didn't necessarily know, like they could see you obviously, but they didn't necessarily know what you were doing. No, they didn't. Okay, yeah. So that, but once they came talk to me, you I had, had to tell them. I of had course. to tell them. Yeah. So they were no longer blind to the research, right? You know, so right. that that's the deal with real world. You have so it's tough. many things going on at the same time it's that it's just impossible to control all the. Yeah, yeah. So, how many like pieces of data did you did you use though? Like the people that kind of recognize you, you still use that data? Yeah, yeah. So, how many total pieces of data did you have? Wow, that was that a was a lot. lot. It was more than maybe ten thousand wow. news purchases. Okay, like that. holy smokes! Yeah, that's over a lot. an entire semester. Over, uh, yeah, it was during the fall of twenty sixteen. Okay, that we did. So it was twelve weeks. Okay, ten weeks. Ten, ten weeks. weeks. Yeah. And you were there what every day? Every day, wow. lunch and dinner. Wow, I yeah. remember you were saying, oh, "I gotta go do data collection." Yeah, wow. yeah but that's that's okay. That's what I, I had to do it. You did it. You I did it. Got it. I got it. Okay, so there we go. So we know what you did. What did you find? That's whatever. That's what we want to know. What did you find? You're you're obviously looking at the vegetable consumption and and you know. So were you were you looking at how much vegetables or just if they took the vegetables? Or not? Just if they took the vegetables. Just if they took because the we didn't have any consumption. Okay. Uh, Measurement, it's hard, yeah. Yeah, because you would have to observe people, take their plates, wait again. After hold on one second, let me look at your plate. Yeah, (laughs) two servings. All right, continue. (laughs) So that was that was not feasible at all. Sure, sure. So we just look at purchase and we assume that purchase meant that they are consuming. Yeah, Yeah. that's probably a good uh, assumption. So what did you find? What what were the results? Um, It didn't work. The nudges didn't work. No, it didn't work. 
Um, so the cool little rad broccoli. It wasn't red enough. It wasn't red enough. <laughs> it needed a sombrero or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. A tequila. A tequila. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, females, they were more susceptible to, to the intervention. There was an increase of 3% okay. uh, between baseline and intervention period. 3%. Yeah, that's that's not, uh, that wasn't significant. Sure. If we're looking at the stats of the, yes, yeah. of the, this work. But it's an improvement. It's an improvement, and that's the deal with nudging. Sometimes you don't have a big increase in percentage. Like for example, you had like three percent. Sure. But when you look at cost effectiveness, it's much cheaper to apply nudges than applying something else. Sure. It requires much more people working on it, and people being more involved. No, that makes sense. And I mean, any increase is good, right? When it comes any to vegetables, is any is better yeah. than none, right? Yeah, especially first-year students. For sure. That it's. Their first time living by them, themselves, they just want to go crazy yes. and buy cheesies and stuff like of that. Course. So, I mean, that pizza. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I remember first year. I remember how that was. So, you know, <laughs> how that goes. You, know, you just don't want vegetables. So, any increase is important. And then what we did, because we had a, a single case design, so we didn't have we didn't have any comparison venue okay. for that. So, what we did, we did, we look at visual inspection. So, we just mm. look at trend lines. And trend lines, it's a uh, you know the difference in direction of the trends. Yes, yes. Is it are they trending upwards in terms yes. of vegetable consumption, or are they trending downwards? So what we had like four periods. We had a baseline intervention, rebaseline where just removed the intervention, and then a reintervention period. Okay. And we saw that during the intervention periods, the trend lines they they were increasing. They okay. Were now, when you say the intervention, that's when the red broccoli was on the wall. Yeah, and the okay. fresh vegetables. Okay, yeah. I mean that. And when you don't have the interventions. You have a, a, a descending trend line. Okay. So that was like. So okay. it showed it worked. It like worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. But then we kept look, we kept looking at the data. So what we did, we look at the percentage of non-overlapping data. That's pretty much a measurement, a different measurement for effect size. Right. Okay. So how effective this intervention would be in a bigger set? Yes. Right. Yes. And what we saw that even though we had this uh, change in direction of trend lines. Uh, we had too much overlapping data. So when you have too much overlapping data, that's not effective. Right. Okay. Because you know, just you can't say a trend, that, really. it's yeah. not a trend. Yes. So you have you. We had such a high variability in our data mm -hmm. that it was impossible to say that those changing trend lines. It was. Yes. Okay. So that was a thing in our in our research. Sure. So three yeah. percent increase still though on the female consumption. What about males? Male. No. <laughs> Guys don't care. Yeah. It was. Half, half percent. So. I feel like in general, women and girls are, are more inclined to, to have vegetables and to eat yeah, well. Yeah, I think so. There's a little bit I more stigma so. on them to look better and to eat healthy and that kind of thing. Yeah, so that would probably play the role, the social role. It'd be interesting if you took this study and took it maybe to Brazil. Because yeah. I know we talked about this before where the Brazil... Uh, even their food guide, like the Brazilian food guide, is like strong. Like it's a good, it's a, it's it's a good food guide. Whereas the Canada food guide is pretty, not, like it's almost nothing. Like could probably, be better. It could be better, <laughs> could, to say the least, right? Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what would happen if you took this and took it to an already, let's say, healthier country, a healthier population. Mm -hmm. Put this same study in and just kind of see what happened. Yeah, that that would be interesting, especially because we don't have. Most of the nudging research, it's been made in first world countries like okay. Netherlands, yeah, sure. US, Canada, and Europe overall. Sure, sure. And we don't have that much research in third world countries. Yes, so yes. to see how uh, different socioeconomic uh, 
uh, environments would react to, to these interventions, you know. Yeah, that yeah. would be really interesting, actually. Maybe you can take it back and go to Brazil. No, no, no your dad just <laughs> just want to work on my pen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you got all your data. You did that. You found your you found your results, and then so as we know, you had to kind of put that together in a thesis, pretty much what you just told us when yeah. one of your thesis, and then you had to do what's called your oral defense, your your thesis defense. Yeah. So basically, for anybody that doesn't know, thesis defense, after you put together your research, you have to present your research to a panel, in this case, three people three on your people. panel, three yeah. people on your panel, just what you did, certain things that you might have come across that maybe did work, didn't work, and then they're, they kind of grill you a little bit. They ask you some questions, and they kind of try and see, well, why didn't you do this? Maybe you could have done that. And it's a little bit of a stressful situation. They try to find... They fail. They try to find. They try to find the spots. Yeah, I remember. It's it's no fun for sure. Uh, how did that experience go? I mean, you had the benefit of watching. You know. Yeah, I watched like a good guy before. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you? How did you feel? Did uh, you feel? Uh, I was so nervous. Yeah, my time. And you just want to get it done. Just want to get it done. And I was like, because my my background, I, I'm nutritionist. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I did in Brazil. You know, seven years of studying nutrition. Yes. And on my panel, they were psychologists. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I was like, "What? What they gonna ask me?" Yeah. You know, uh, this is this is pretty much psychology, my whole research. But that's what I know about psychology, and I know a, a few other things. But yes. Yeah. I'm no expert expert in, in those other things. Yes. So I just start looking at social cognitive theory. Yes. Good. And, and self efficacy and yes. these kind of things. Yes. And, and Ryan just, Rhodes was on your Dr. Ryan yes, Rhodes was Dr. on your Rhodes panel, right? He's yeah. like. He's a behavioral psychologist. He's the he one is, you want to talk to, he's right? Amazing. He has. He's been developing this new uh, theory. I don't remember the name, but it just tries to it, to like gather everything that you can change behavior and put in one theory. So yes, he's yeah. been doing that, and it's, it's it's been great. So yeah, he was there, and there was this other psychologist that I, I haven't met before, uh, Dr. Rukulrich. He's from the UV Psychology Department. Okay. Uh, but the good thing that they weren't experts on, on behavior economics sure, and sure. managing. And on your research. That's and the on other my thing research, yeah. About when you go into these type of defenses, nobody knows your research as well as you. Right? Yes. So yes, that's, that, that's and that's what they tell you before you go in. And it does kind of help. And especially when you're in there and they're asking you questions, you can kind of spin it in a way that you know that you did in your research and that kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that was nerve wracking. You did it. And what did they say? It was great. It was. Much easier than expected. Yeah, than yeah that's what I expected. And uh, I could answer pretty much all the questions, and they agree with like what I propose for the future, what I could do, could have done different to, yes. to try to make a change. Yeah. And and so it was great. Uh, I had great feedback from them that I see that I, I could do that different in the next opportunity, for example. And I mean, I was I was expecting. Much harder than that. Yeah, you know, it, it it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was a fun time. It was like half an uh, an hour and a half. Oh yeah. Maybe. So yeah. that's that was it. It's not too bad. Yeah. And then they said, "Great, you passed. You got some. I think you said minor revisions, minor revisions right? So you just yeah. to change your thesis up a little bit. Submit it. Away you go. And that's you get it. those little letters behind your name. Yeah, that's that's what happened. It's all done. It's all just done. Going to Brazil and party in. You're done. Party. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's awesome, Mateus, and congratulations on Thank that. Thank you so that's, much. Uh, it's, it's, I know the feeling. It's just so great to feel like I'm done, like I finished yeah. it and that kind of thing. 
yeah, so what's next? What's next for Mistakes, Mr. I mean, we know you're going to Brazil. We know you're going to Ottawa. Research-wise, nutrition-wise, uh, what's next? Because international students like the tuition, it's more expensive than for Canadians. Yes. I'm going to try to get, like, permanent residency card or anything like that to try to go for a PhD in Ottawa in Ottawa to be cheaper sure, sure. much cheaper it's yes. like that price yes and maybe it's that but I also because in Brazil I was I was working more in, in sports nutrition field yes so that's one one-on-one yeah. you know it's hard to change not not change the word but change like a group of people when you're doing one-on-one consultation totally. you know? yes so here I saw that nudging it, it's not tailored to affect one person, mm -hmm. but a group of people. Okay. And that's really interesting when we are looking at uh, preventing diseases, preventing obesity, making people exercise more. Yes. So I kind of got more attracted to this public health uh, area. Okay. And that's my... That's kind of what you're looking Yeah, at. I'm looking for public health. And that's great. And I think that's super important field, like obviously yeah. for, for just the general population and the health of, of individuals. That's a really good that's a really good area to be in. I yeah. Think. You feel like useful, you know. You feel like you're useful. You're, you're like, okay, I'm doing I'm doing good for people, so that's great. Yes. You know? yeah. I felt like that when I had my uh, my practice in Brazil, mm -hmm. but I feel that I, I'll I'll feel that even more if I'm doing like this big group of people research and, yes. and try to change behavior. And maybe more so in Canada too, because our nutrition standards, like I said, aren't that great. That's aren't honest. that great, yeah. So, so and they've been mentioning Brazilian uh, food guidelines for a while, so awesome. there might be doing some changes towards that. So maybe you can head the remaking of the Canada food guide. I'm not sure about heading, <laughs> but I would be glad of, of getting into that and helping them yeah, to, to awesome. change that. No, that's great. Uh, two quick questions before we let you go. First question, and it just goes back to something you said before, and this is something I've heard before, but I'm not even 100% sure if it's true, and you'll know. It comes down to steaming the dead vegetables. So we talked about steaming vegetables versus raw vegetables. Mm -hmm. Is there something that happens in terms of losing nutrients, gaining nutrients, when you take a raw vegetable and you steam it? Yes, definitely, because you have those vitamins that they are soluble in water yes. and then the other ones that are in fat. That's soluble, yes. So when you're going to cook a vegetable, it's usually water. So you're mm. going to lose those vitamins to the water. Water soluble vitamins. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, and that happens. That happens. But you have some vegetables that it needs to be cooked. Okay. Like, they, for example, spinach. Which one? Spinach? It's spinach. Okay. Yeah, because they have these uh, anti-nutritional anti factors. Okay. So it's... Uh, nutrients, uh, it's bio compounds that it's on that leaf that will become active. When become active. Steamed. So, for example, spinach, they have phytate. Phytate, is that a word? Phytate? Yeah, it oh. must be. Okay, it must be. <laughs> you said it, it must so, be. So, yeah, this, uh, this comp compound yes. will uh, block like calcium absorption. Oh, okay. Absorption. When it's raw. When it's raw. Okay. So you have just slightly cooking. So I've been putting frozen spinach yeah. in my smoothies. Yeah, I, should be cooking. I mean, just change for kale that you're good. Oh, change, just change for kale. Yeah. So kale, not spinach. You spinach do is what other ones? What else? Are, what other ones well, do, you need, do you need to cook? Spinach, it's like the spinach well, is like the go-to one. The go-to, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, what about what about vegetables that you shouldn't steam? I'm not gonna steam. Like, you shouldn't steam. I mean, you can sure, steam all okay. of those. Like, yeah. you're just gonna have less nutrients. That's true. That's true. I, I should have worded that differently. It's just like how 
how can you make these more attractive to people to eat vegetables? Okay, you know, it's I better than having vegetable cooked. Eat your vegetables. Not having at all. Whether they're steamed, whether they're raw, whether yeah. you put them in a smoothie, yeah. just eat your damn vegetables. That's it. There you go. All right. Awesome. You answered that question. Last question. And this is a hot topic. <laughs> I've been asked this question several times. People have thrown it my way. I've given my opinions, but I want to give, I want to hear your opinions. It's super general. You don't need to get too much into it. Just real, you know, whatever you're thinking. What are your thoughts? On the ketogenic diet. Okay, that's that's a hot topic. It's such a hot topic <laughs> right now. I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Yeah, I got people screaming at me right now. What can I say? It, it depends on what sport you're into. Okay. Because when we look at low intensity, long distance sports like an ultra marathon, you're gonna use more fat than carbohydrates. Yes. So keto keto diet might be good for this person. Yes. You know. So right. you just have to adapt this person first, and then. Uh, you just don't do that like the week before your competition, otherwise you're just gonna fail so yes, miserably. Yes. So what about anaerobic? What about anaerobic sports? No, anaerobic, that's physiology, you know. It's like <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Mateus. That doesn't work. Glycolysis like, is the first like uh in ATPCP. Yes, ATPCP. and that's what I've been ar arguing. So I'm glad that you support that. What about people outside of the sporting world? What about just like general population taking the keto diet for fat loss or for just just doing the keto diet, what, what, what do you think about that? Uh, when you look at keto diet, low-carb, high-fat, Mediterranean diet, they all have one thing that is in common. It's a caloric deficit. Yes. So if you're eating less calories than you're spending, uh, you're going to lose weight. That's, that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Of course, you have nutrients like you can eat like 2,000 calories of McDonald's or you can eat like 2,000 calories of vegetables, lean protein, a lot of vegetables, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you have to select your, your food choices. Yes. You yeah. know, it's uh, better for you to have like sweet potato or yams than having like just uh, pasta. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you need to be in a caloric deficit in order to lose weight. And yes. That's what all the diets they have. Whether it's keto, whether it's this. And this is something that I think that when people start a diet, whether it's keto Atkins, whatever, name any of the diets that are out there, and then you lose weight, people think, oh, it's the diet, it's the keto diet, I lost yeah. weight because of the keto diet. It's like, well, did you, or did you maybe just eat less food because you're being more conscious of what you put in your body, and maybe you started exercising as well at the same time because you're trying to be healthier. You're changing behavior. Yes. <laughs> so is it really the keto diet, or is it is it whatever? And I say keto diet, but you can fill that in with any other, yeah, yeah, any yeah, other yeah. diet yeah. out there. So, uh, no, that's great. That's that's yeah. what I wanted to hear. It's just like uh, people always try to look for something new, uh, some miracle, of course, you know, to, to change yes. uh, weight, especially weight that it's uh, in diet that people uh, have such a hard time trying to to get into a diet and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. Uh, diets they are they are good for a, a, a certain period of time. You know, you can't be like in a keto diet for. Forever. No, especially keto. That is so keto. Strict, so very strict. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what you need is change behavior. It's yes. like okay, I'm starting. I, I'm doing a low carb, high fat diet, uh, but I need to change behavior. That's not a diet that it's gonna last like three, four months. That's like a, a change in my behavior, a change in my eating habits, and it has to last like your whole life. Yes. Much. Yeah, yeah. And in order to do that, you you can't be so strict. You know, you need to have like your gaps to have like. Some chocolate. Yeah, some treat yourself. Yeah, no, you need that. You need that. Been for burgers. Been for burgers. Yes. Why not? <laughs> so just like 
you need to be at least like 80% of the time, 85% yes. of the time eating healthy foods. And then you have like this 10, 15% to, you know. And eat yourself. your damn vegetables. Eat your damn vegetables, guys. That's the main message here. There it is. <laughs> Nudges or not. All right, Mateus. Well, that's pretty much all I had for you. Uh, thanks again so much for doing this. You're yeah, so pleasure. knowledgeable. It's great to get to all your knowledge out there. It's great to hear about your research, what you're doing, and where you're right. going. So I so I do appreciate it. We're going to miss you. In yeah, I'm going I'm to miss you guys too. It's been wonderful two and a half years. Yeah. It's hard to forget about it. It's hard to believe that I'm leaving. So... Who knows? Maybe I'm back. Nah, I'll be, be back. You'll yeah, be back. Hopefully. And if nothing else, we'll see you at the CSEP conference next year in, in yeah, Niagara Falls. Yeah, just Niagara Falls. Boom. Best place. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody that's uh, watching right now or listening in. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, that wraps up this episode of The K-Fit Show. I'm Kaylin right. Angloss. Matheus Mistura. Thank you very much, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. That was, that was really good. <laughs>